Unashamed, the recovery podcast. Hey, recovery fam. Welcome to another episode of the Unashamed Recovery Podcast. I'm your host, Drew. I'm Drew. I'm your host, Josh. That's Drew. Josh is confused. Let's just meet today's guest. Compose yourself, man. And let's welcome our next guest. So, about the guest thing right now, man, um, I'm not really feeling that. Uh, well, hey, well, let's just stop what we're doing. Yeah. And let's just take a, a big pause on that and let's talk about it. So, dude, I've been, uh, the last couple of months, man, you know, I've been really discouraged. And uh, that's just, I feel like um, I'm not the only one. You know, I feel like there's other people uh, out there that, especially in our listener group, um, that just deal with it. You know, uh, they deal with discouragement, yeah. but they don't really know how to, uh, how to identify it or what to do in the middle, midst of it. Um, yeah, because, you know, recovery is not always rainbows, butterflies, and pixie dust. Yeah. I mean, we, we, we face some hard times in recovery. It's, that's a given. So what kind of discouragement, what kind of hard times are you facing, Drew, that, um, that our, our listeners may relate to that? So uh, let's see. Yeah, there's there's a laundry list, but I kind of want to keep that a little brief, I guess. But, you know, I know we want to dig in, you know, into this topic of discouragement. Discouragement. Yeah, so let's just go ahead and call it a topic show. How about that? Hey, our listeners got used to topic shows on season one. We got away from that. And what a better time to bring back a topic show than right now. So let's do it. Let's do it. Ryan, kick the guest out. Send them home. We're doing a topic show. We're doing a topic show. Sorry to the guest. My bad. My bad. All right. So, um, discouragement. No, there's there's several things, man. You know that I've realized that kind of lead to it. Uh, people pleasing being one of them. Do you ever Ooh. have a problem with that one? Woo-hoo. You know, just really equals like. So my thing is, and I was bad about this all through my recovery process, all in my addiction. Matter of fact, you know, um, even up to what two or three days ago. People pleasing, people pleasing. You do your best not to take care of yourself, but everybody else around you and to do exactly what they ask you to do. But at the same time, we always know that people are not going to always, how can I put it, wrap themselves around exactly what you're doing. So you'll be discouraged because you're not making them happy enough. But generally, Mm. you can't make anybody happy. You know, and so... Us trying to please somebody else, we're trying to make ourselves happy in doing so. But when we don't, we automatically get discouraged. You know, how, how do you feel about that? Well, you know, man, it's so funny that you actually brought that up because I actually saw a quote today. And it said, it's not up to me to fulfill the expectations that others have of me. Man, that's good stuff. Yeah. Boom. Hey, <laughs> cut it off. Let's just go home after that. Can we drop these mics? <laughs> no, we cannot drop, <laughs> we can't these mics. drop these mics. But 
I think that's a key element, and not only in recovery. I think that's a key element for anybody just living life. Right. I mean, I don't think you actually have to have an addiction or be in recovery to apply that to your life, that it's not up to you to fulfill that expectation that other people have. But, I mean, you know, as as addicts, though, you know, living that lifestyle for so long, that self-gratification came from people-pleasing. You know, that was... That was a big thing, you know, and like I said, even today, you know, people don't realize that's that's something you become addicted to. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, we always talk about the the, the many, the many things that you can become addicted to outside of just a drug addiction, porn addiction, sex addiction um, and eating uh, addiction, whatever, a food addiction, should I say, but. You know, people pleasing being one of those. And if you don't please the people around you, all of a sudden we get discouraged. Yeah, you know, you know but codependency falls under that. Yeah, big time. Big time. Hey, let's write that down. That's another topic for another day. Codependency. I know a lot of people <laughs> struggle with that yeah. one. So but yeah, so I see you've got a big list of notes. Uh well, it's just and so I know people pleasing is just the very tip of the iceberg there. Yeah. Let's go ahead and let's just go ahead and get into more of this because I'm pretty sure just from what me and you have talked about, there's some good stuff in there. Yeah. And the people need that. You know, we're not just going to just give you just um, uh, face value. Oh, here are seven signs of blah, 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 <laughs> and then not tell you how to fix it. So we're going to get into this, and we're hopefully going to give you some advice. Are you referring to those, those, those posts? Yeah. the. Uh... Well, on those posts, we actually gave out how to fix it. So, but anyway, but, but yeah, so let's go ahead and get into this. So. You know, but when the reason why discouragement's been so heavy on me, literally, I haven't felt like myself. You know, um, there's been change after change after change, things that are shifting the way that I don't want them to shift. Um, and so, basically, when it, when you really break it down, I'm not accepting life on life's terms. You know, and a lot of people are like, "What does that mean?" You yeah. know, um, and when I first started recovery, that was a big thing. Like, well, I don't know what life on life's terms is. It's basically there's things that are going to happen in life that you have no control over, and you just either it's not you have to accept it and move on. It's more along the lines you have to accept it, understand what's happening, you know, and then. Make yourself agreeable to it because there's nothing that you can do to change some of these things. You know, even mm. in the serenity prayer, yeah. it states that, you know, the courage to change the things that I can, you know, and the wisdom to know the difference on the things that you cannot. Yeah. But I know I felt really discouraged because, you know, you try to stop the waves of change. And so it, it was really dragging me down, man. It becomes a weight that you wear on your shoulders. You know, um, it's like a chain that's like, so say if you're underwater, it's like that ball and chain is like really carrying you down. Um, there's been some changes at the job. There's been changes within um, relationship with my children. There's been changes uh, with even just my car, you yeah. know, and all these things, all these life things are happening so rapidly. You know, um, we get, like you said, uh, the rainbows, butterflies, and the pixie dust, uh, or the pink cloud effect is what it's called when you start reading into some of these journals and whatnot. Yeah. Man, you think that everything, once once you start recovering, everything's supposed to just happen and it's supposed to be just peachy clean after that. That's not, that's not realistic. You're going to face some hard times. You're going to face some times that are going to drag you down, whether it is relationship troubles. Um, so a lot of times, man, we carry weight that don't, that's not even ours. Yeah. You know, um, we carry weight that belongs to other people uh, through their expectations. 
of uh, and so we actually through people pleasing that goes back to people pleasing we actually try to corral ourselves around their expectations of us and we're not meeting those expectations all of a sudden we feel what discouraged discouraged right you know and a lot of the times you know even in our recovery we were like i know at one point in time we were talking uh and you said something about um you felt like you sh- should be further along than you are right now uh, and you dude I think we were both kind of going through that same thing. You know, uh, we were right at the cr- at the cusp of, um, you were at the cusp of three years. I was at the cusp of two, uh, two and a half, I think. Yeah, something like something that. Like that. Um, I just, because I know ours kind of, very the, close. the dates are the close uh, as far as the, within the year. But, yep. you know, uh, it was just, I heard that and it really made me think like, but we are different. You know what I'm saying? We are different than where we started but we get discouraged because we're not where we think we're supposed to be or we get discouraged when ours doesn't look like somebody else's yeah that's a big one you know when we we see somebody that came in a recovery maybe at the same time that we did or they came in maybe just after us right and we get discouraged because it looks like they've got their stuff together, and man, it looks like they're progress. Man, they're really getting it. They're progressing through the program, and they're just. It's like, man, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not there, and you know, that that goes back to stop comparing your chapter five to somebody else's chapter fifteen. Yeah, you know, what I, mean? I mean, stick to your own journey and work the program. I mean, and it, that kind of sounds. It sounds cliche a little bit. That's, well, I guess that's what you're trying to say. Well, no, but. it kind of sounds rude. Well, like, it kind of sounds blunt, but it is because in recovery, we're not working other people's recovery. We're working our own recovery. Right. And it's at our own pace. We've got to watch our side of the street, not and everybody else's. If, we, if we're not careful, it weighs us down and it discourages us. It's another thing to add that weight to. Right. I mean... So many times, man, I get discouraged. And, you know, you get to that point. And I say this because we encourage a lot of people all the time. But I don't think they see the other side of that. That, you know, it is tough. It is tough when you can't encourage that next person. It is tough whenever um, you feel like, man, I said I did this today. Not went and used, but maybe said a cuss word. or I mean, You know, I'm not encouraging that behavior whatsoever at all. But. It happens. You know, yeah, it's it happens life. because, dude, when you, you – we can get so far, you know, but sometimes when uh, we're not changing the mindset, uh, I think we were just talking about that. Uh, well, I can't remember. We've talked so much. <laughs> Us? No, not really. <laughs> but, man, you know, we talk about everything as far as, like, if nothing changes, nothing changes. If you don't change the mindset, then the mindset's always going to go back to everything's negative, you know. And that's that's just it. Our perception is what discourages us most of the time. It's the fact that we won't change how we're viewing things. You know, if we're always viewing things with a negative mindset or a negative outlook, then, yeah, we're going to always feel like we're not we're doing less than. Yeah. You know, but like you were saying, we should never live off somebody else's timeline, for one. You know, you can't. There's no possible way for you to live off somebody else's timeline because it's not your timeline. You know, um, everything happens in its due time. Uh, there was one thing that I was thinking about the other day, you know, um, whenever we talked, after we talked about why I felt discouraged, and it was the fact that, man, there's so much that we want to accomplish 
and we feel like we have so little time because we wasted so many years prior. You know what I'm saying? Man. But but we didn't. We haven't. We're exactly where we need to be. But it's until we realize we're exactly where we need to be is when that discouragement starts to fade a little bit, you know, but we don't take the time to realize we're where we're supposed to be. You know, we're thinking, man, I'm supposed to be over here. I need to move. I need to get this house. I've got to get a car. I've got to get this. Man, those things for me, those things came in due time. It didn't happen exactly when I got clean. You know, everybody thinks there's this magic wand or microwave effect, however you want to put it. It doesn't go like that. There's it's work. Like, as soon as I get clean, this is supposed to happen. Yeah. But there's work that has to go into this. There's work on the recovery that has to happen. You know, and if you get discouraged, the one thing that I I can't stand for people to do, but, you know, because, man, it, it, I, it, it I can't say can't stand it. It's just it's it happens a lot when people get discouraged, yeah. and especially early recovery is the people get discouraged. They get um, that feeling of dread and all of a sudden they want to quit and give up. Why give up? That's that's the part where you try harder. You know what I'm saying? We're going to face trials. We're going to face battles. We're going to face, man, we did it all through our addiction. How long did we battle trying to get clean? Yeah. You know, but hey. and these are things I've had to keep telling myself to pump myself back up because, yeah. dude, I'm telling you, uh, I was just ready just to even just walk away from not, not my recovery process, but just walk away from going to meetings. I was ready to walk away from even talking at the podcast. You know, I was just done because right. I felt like it was not, I wasn't right. getting, there's no getting away from the podcast. Like <laughs> this, this is for life. Like you either, you either stay or we kill you off. Like there, there, there's no walking away from. So is this like a blood in blood out yes. thing? Oh Lord. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> I'm scared I'm, to death now. Imagine what's going to be like when I try to leave. <laughs> we, we do have a crazy Russian. We do, but we're not supposed to talk about it. <laughs> but you know, you made a good point about uh, if you're going through a hard time, why stop? Yeah, you know, a very good example of that is if you find yourself going through hell, why stop in hell where the flames are going to eat you alive? Keep going. Yeah, you know, like get out from there. Like I. I but we do it though. Yeah. When it gets hard, we, we just give up. Yeah. So, man, that I think that hits home for a lot of people. Right. I mean, because this is so, it's such a, a common factor, a common denominator for us in in recovery to just want to because that's all we ever know. Yeah. And was that instant gratification? Yeah. You know. Um, Pop in a video and all of a sudden instant gratification, you know, um, light a joint, do whatever, yeah. drink a beer. And then all of a sudden it's that instant gratification. But those things are what's always been detrimental to yep. us. What's always going to be good is always going to take work. And sometimes we're going to get discouraged because that sometimes we get to a plateau, you know. But when we get to a plateau, you walk until you get to the next mountain. You got to climb. And when you get on top of that mountain, guess what? It's going to feel great again. But then, you know, yep. it's just. I don't know if you'd call that like a hook and ladder effect or uh, <laughs> like you get there and all of a sudden you stand and then, but sometimes, yeah, I don't know what you would call that, but you know, what the, thing about that? the thing is uh, with discouragement, a lot of it comes from being impatient, you know? Ooh. Yeah. Impatience Ooh. and, and 
in recovery because you're like, man, and that's that's a big thing as far as like, we just lost some people on that one. Sorry, like they, they done got man shut off the podcast. <laughs> <after that one. laughs> you, you didn't call some people out on that one. Well, I mean, it's we have to wait. You know, we have to sit and wait. How many? How long did you stay in rehab? You know, when if you went to rehab, for me, I stayed ninety days, yeah. and I fought tooth and nail the first thirty. You know what I mean? But I had to wait. All, you know, it's just yep. like, okay, so I'm going to ask you a question. You're a food guy. I'm a food guy, right? I'm definitely a food All guy. All right. So if you're making chicken nuggets, so to speak, if you pop them things in the microwave, what are they going to taste like? They're going to taste like microwave or chicken nuggets. They're going to be rubbery. All right. So if you put But those, they're done quick, though. Yeah. 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 30, 30 seconds a minute, they're done. I don't know what kind of chicken nuggets you're eating. About a minute and a half. <laughs> I got a high speed microwave. Okay, but so look at this though. If you put them in the oven, mm. what do you got there? It's crispy. It's well done. It tastes so much better. That's so just like life. Chicken nuggets now. You know, I know, right? But the thing about life is, if we always yep. look for that instant thing, we're going to end up wearing ourselves out. It's not even going to yep. look good at the end of it. But if we wait. How beautiful it's going to be at the end, right? Yeah. Or not even the end, but for that next thing. You know, sometimes we get discouraged when we don't achieve a goal that we're supposed to achieve or we feel like we're regressing. That's been, that's been the thing that's hitting me hard. Yeah. It's the fact that I, oh, I've, I've been feeling like I'm going backwards, but I'm not going backwards. I'm getting positioned to move forward. Sometimes, sometimes, and this is, this is something that I hope inspires somebody because when I heard it and when I read it, you know, and inspired me is the fact that sometimes you have to have a little friction to gain traction. Mm. Sometimes you ever seen those, like uh, the drag cars, Yeah. what do they do? They burn out. And then all of a sudden they shoot down that track. You know what I'm saying? So the thing is, is you get there, you're at the starting line. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes there's going to be a little friction. It's it's not going to feel like you want it to feel. It's not going to look how you want it to look. It's not going to go the way you want it to go, but it has to have that friction in order for you to gain traction to move in the right direction. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's just, I don't know. That's just some, some of the things that, you know, and one thing that uh, I had to stop doing, and it's, it's been, this has been a battle, uh, is overthinking other people's emotions and feelings. Because mm. uh, sometimes, man, I'll overthink somebody's emotion. I'll think overthink their feelings. And I'll... And due to that, I will put emotions on people or feelings on people or thoughts on people that they never had, making them pay the cost. Pay the cost. And I mean, it's harsh cost if you feel if I feel like you're crossing me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> I'm forgiving, but you know, at the same time, it's it, I've seen your level level of petty. Ah, leave me alone. <laughs> but we oftentimes put our overthinking thoughts yeah. on somebody else and put our over emotional state on somebody else. And we anticipate an abandonment or a hurt that they hadn't even given us yet. So that leads to more discouragement, man. It's a it's, cycle. <laughs> it's a cycle. <laughs> I promise it is, you know, and it sucks, you know, we, man. but we do this, Yeah. but the whole way, the, how do we stop from doing this? We have to understand that not our first thought, not our second thought. It's that thought you have 
whenever you're sitting there and you pause, you meditate, and you stay calm in the situation, it's that thought, that final so, thought. I think that that's a good point to bring up is pause. Pause. I think with us in recovery, we have to practice that pause. We've got to. If We can't just jump head first into a situation or a problem because when we jump in there, we're going to result back to that old destructive behavior that we're used to. Right. So for us to get out of that, we've got to pause. So that's a great point. Yeah. Which is like the oven effect on that. You know, it's just so many times, man, that, you know, um, we get, we get to a point to where we feel like uh, discouragement is the end all and it's not, Mm. you know, there's been so many people, man, that, uh, I've lost some friends that ended up either overdosing or um, suicide due to the fact they get discouraged and they make that the end all. Discouragement is not the end all, man. That could be your starting point, a new beginning. You know, um, sometimes those things that you really want to be for you are not meant for you because what's meant for you will never leave you. It will never be taken away from you. Put it this way. Um, in the middle of feeling discouraged sometimes, you always feel like somebody's taking something from you, so that just drags you down even further. But the way I feel about it is if it's meant for you, there's nothing that no man, situation, person, place, thing, anything can take that away from you. You know, uh, people need to understand that uh, sometimes it what's meant for you doesn't look like what's meant for you. Because you, your perception of it, what you what you view it as, is something that you think you need right then, right there. That's mine. I want that car. But the whole thing is, you don't even know if that car's got a burn-up clutch in it. You know what I'm saying? But you want it. Yeah. You know, we get discouraged when we can't have it. You know what I mean? We do. And so, we get discouraged when we have to wait for that new car. Yeah. Like I did with my new car. Oh, my God. Here we go. <laughs> but that's another, t- another topic for another time. <laughs> but... You know, with all the things that you said, all these different ways that we get discouraged, I see a common factor with all of them. And something that I'm seeing across all of them is those are things that happen to us when we are relying on our own will and we're we're trying to be in our own power. Yeah. You know, we're not relying on our higher power. And we're trying to do it ourselves instead of giving it to God and letting God take it. The thing that gets me is our best thinking led us to be addicts of some shape, form, or fashion. And on that same line, what I always say, I've got to stay in God's will because being in my own will is what earned me my seat in recovery. Yeah. So, yeah. But if we're not careful, being in my own will while I'm in recovery is going to lead me to being discouraged because once again, I'm trying to find something to feel that, that only God can feel. Yeah. And so I think that's an important takeaway in that uh, is we're trying to, we're trying our best to manage it ourselves when it's not ours to manage. And sometimes, man, that's that's when it's best to have. And I know a lot of people try to do recovery alone. Um, probably, 
I'm not going to say that that's not the best idea because, you know, but it's it never really typically goes well. Uh, man, get you a network of people. Uh, get you some people that's going to stay, keep you encouraged, keep you going forward, keep your eyes open and your head up, you know, because, uh, man, uh, without us doing breakfast for dinner and <laughs> us sitting there having that talk, I think I'd still be in the middle of, uh, you know, probably the heaviest part of discouragement, man. Yeah. But, you know, when we sat there and we were talking, uh, it made me realize some things that it is more along the lines of me trying to grasp everything so tight. But when I finally let it go, it moves the way it's supposed to move. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's it, you're you're holding things, yeah, and you won't let it go the way it's supposed to go. You're wrestling with your own self at that point. Yep. You know? Well, hey, that's it. You just came up with it. The key for discouragement in your recovery is to have breakfast for supper. <laughs> that's the key to it. Yeah, <laughs> and to let go <laughs> in the middle of the breakfast. <laughs> But, well, man, I want to just leave everybody with a couple of thoughts, you know. Um, man, if you're feeling discouraged or disappointed, don't. You know, if you feel like you've lost something, don't feel like you've lost something. If you're feeling alone, don't feel alone. Um, because, man, there's so many people that are out there feeling the same thing you're feeling, but at the same time, there's a group of people. There's people all over the place. You Man, if you feel alone, man, hit us up, dude, you know, because uh, I'm, I'm more than willing to have this conversation. You know, and that's what we're here for is these, the, the real conversations. It's more than just a podcast. You know, a lot of people, oh, man, the, the guys are on the podcast. But, you know, we're real people. We have real issues. Yeah. Uh, and we were ready to talk about those real issues, uh, not just, you know, in a hole and, and, or just us face-to-face, whatever. You know, we're here for you. Um, feeling heartbroken. Man, look, don't. Don't. I'm telling you right now, heartbreak. Uh, and I, I get it. That's an emotion, yeah. uh, but it's okay to feel it, but to live it. You know what I mean? And I'm not going to tell you to get over it because I hate when people say that. But if, if you're in the middle of a heartbreak yeah. situation, that's one of those things, man. You just got to, like, do the thing that's going to make you the happiest at that point. You know, uh, get with some friends that are sober. Uh, go to a meeting. Talk about it at a meeting. Uh, my biggest thing are meetings because uh, there was a point in time where I would stop going to meetings and I was going through a big heartbreak and I almost relapsed in the midst of that. But um, due to the fact that I had some accountability partners uh, that were hitting me left and right, hey, man, uh, what's up? <laughs> Haven't seen your meeting. You ain't been here in three weeks, you know. I was like, oh, well, you know, this is going on. And all of a sudden it was just like uh, word vomit. You can't help it in those, mo- those situations. It just it comes out. Yep. But, um, you know, Man, if you feel like everyone is against you, they're not. That's your, that's that overthinking, man. You got people out here yeah. ready to support you. Don't let your overthinking become something that's uh, caught up in between. The yeah, ears. because then you become prideful. Then you become scornful throughout the pride because you're like, man, nobody likes me anyway. You know, um, God is pointing you right now. He's planting you right now. He's pruning you right now. In the midst of you feeling like you're discouraged, he's moving in such a way right now that you don't even understand how he's moving towards you right now. Man, I thought I was coming back to God, but it was really him coming after me. You know what I'm saying? I was sitting right there. In the same spot, but I thought I was going after him, but he was coming after me, but he was laying everything so heavy on my heart. I thought I was walking, man, he was coming after me. What is it, the 90, he, he leaves the 99? For the one. For the one. Yep. You know, dude, and I was I was so thankful for that. 
But you know, so look here, man. This is this is what I'm gonna say. God right now is giving you a new life. He is doing a new thing. He is trying to bless you. He is trying to give you back everything. Joel 2:25 states that God will restore everything that the millworms, cankerworms, and the locusts have eaten away. He will restore that tenfold. You know, and I want you guys to understand that if you're feeling discouraged, he is going to restore what you feel like you've lost. You know, um, there's been time and time again, you know, I thought I lost this or I thought I lost that. Man, I, I wrecked a nice car, you know, whenever I was a kid. Uh, matter of fact, we talked about it in my story. I died in the thing, you know, but the whole thing is, guess what? Got another car. He restored that to me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that's just that's just kind of a uh, a figurative thing, but yeah. man, count it all joy. God tells us that to count it all joy when we face trials, when we feel like we're we're in the middle of something. Count it all joy because he's he's testing you, he's building you, and he is making you stronger than you already are. You know what I'm saying? And a way that we can do that, a great way to count it all joy in the middle of discouragement, to stop what you're doing. And do a gratitude list. Yep. That's the biggest weapon that you can use against discouragement. Sit down, come up with five things to be thankful for. And you'll wind up writing 10. Man, and I'll tell you what you do. After that gratitude list, put it on your mirror. When you're going to brush your teeth in the morning, look at that gratitude list and start looking at it. Just go over it a couple of times and then start another one. You know, put that one on the back in, in, in your bedroom, behind the door, wherever. Yeah. Uh, first thing you, you know, look at, you're going to be like, hey, man, I ain't feeling so bad. You know what? I'm thankful for these things, you know. Yeah. Uh, and it, all of a sudden that list grows and grows and grows. Yeah. You know, another thing to do is a basically a self-inventory. Make sure that, you know, you're crossing your T's and dotting your I's, man, yeah. you know. Um, because when we start doing self-inventories, we start digging into the inner parts of us and we understand that, hey, man, you know, it's not all me. You know, yeah. uh, that I'm not that bad. You know, that's another thing. People, man, they talk so negative to themselves. Stop talking negative to yourself. Be positive. You know, be like a blood type. Be positive. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm silly, y'all. But, uh, yeah, I mean, but honestly, be positive to yourself, you yeah. know, because nobody's going to love you like you. I mean, God will love you like you. You know, like you. I, hey. You know what I mean. <laughs> and also... You're not going to let nobody else talk to you the way that you talk to yourself. Like, True. I mean, if you're sitting there talking bad to yourself and the thing that you're saying, you're not going to let some stranger come up and say those things to you. Right. So why are you saying them to yourself? I mean, it's, it's all We're our toughest critic, it. man. And, you know, we should love ourselves the most. But when you're in that discouragement, though, I mean, it's just, I've been there, you've been there. We've all been there. Yep. And sometimes it's hard to see that. But, uh, but yeah, I think that's all we got for today, huh? Yeah, man. You remember, things can leave. God never will. All right? Boom. Yeah. All right. Well, I reckon we can get our guests back here. John, come on back in, boy. Come on. <laughs> Love you guys, man. Hey, Recovery Fam. Thanks for watching another episode of the Unashamed Recovery Podcast. And... If today's episode has somehow helped you out, or maybe it's encouraged you to get into recovery, consider subscribing to our channel, like this video, you can even give us a comment. Drink. Drink.
Yeah. Oh, I was getting on there and liking it. See? Guys, you can find us on all social media at Unashamed Recovery. 